Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Ashley Washman, the Executive Director of Historic Tyler. Good morning, Ashley. Great to have you with us. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing. Don't forget In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Um, Ashley, you've been on the show a couple of times before with the Junior League talking about mistletoe and magic. You're obviously very active in the community, and you've been the executive director of Historic Tyler since uh, September of 2019. Yes. A little over a year and a half now. Then. Yes. Okay, and I'm sure you had to, uh, well, um, you, I guess you sort of hit the ground running, and then the <laughs> pandemic came along, and now that the pandemic is fading, you're hitting the ground running again. Uh, just so much to talk about today, not least Historic Tyler on Tour, which is coming up very, very soon. But let's do what we always do on the show and get a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about Historic Tyler, who you are, what you do, and how you do it. Okay, well, Historic Tyler is a local nonprofit. We were founded in 1977 with the mission to promote preservation and protection of his, uh, sorry, Tyler's historic structures and sites. And we accomplish that through advocacy, education, involvement, and then we raise funds for preservation projects. All right. Uh, and this goes back around the bicentennial, which I remember quite clearly. I was uh, in a different state at that time, <laughs> just a young guy, but it was a big thing. 1976, right around then, the country was realizing our historic sites needed preservation. But actually, uh, we go back a little bit further than that. Uh, there was kind of a lead into this under President Johnson in 66. He signed the National Historic Preservation Act. If you can tell us a little bit about how your uh, work is rooted in what was going on back around that time. Well, I believe um, that was actually before my time, but I believe I've been told oh, well. so <laughs> not goes. to rub it in. Um, but I've been told that the city's, um, you know, buildings were disappearing. I think at that time there was a push for modern and new, and there were some visionaries that took a step back and, you know, thought if we don't save these structures, there's not going to be anything left to tie us to our history. And so that's, I think the foundation of historic Tyler and you know there's been many more notable projects to our credit over the years and so I you know I think at that time it's so interesting that you they looked at the homes in the Azalea district and the Charnwood district and saw value there when no one else did. And I moved to East Texas, actually from upstate New York. A lot of folks already know this. In 1976, the mall was about a year old at that time. Really? And we were really in the thick of the big move to South Tyler. And I'm mm -hmm. sure that had a lot to do with it. Some of the uh, other areas of town were actually beginning to get a little bit neglected. Mm -hmm. So um, that Correct. kind of all ties in uh, as far as time frame is concerned. And of course, historic preservation under the National Park Service. I'm sure you work closely with them and the work that you do. Yes, I mean, we're members of several national historic preservation organizations and we work with um, statewide historic preservation organizations. It's just, you know, a wide network. And to speak what you, you know, to what you were saying earlier about when you moved to town, how buildings were popping up everywhere. One of our founding members had moved away from Tyler and when she came back, she said she was distraught at the state of the houses in the now Azalea and Charnwood district. And I don't know if she hadn't moved away and come back if she would have noticed, you know, the decline of the structures. And so that was kind of part of um, what pushed historic Tyler into forming an organization. 
And lo and behold, you were founded in 1977, so you've been in business for over 43 years, and um, here we are today. Uh, uh, again, we're going to talk a little bit, uh, actually quite a bit later in the show, about a special event you have coming up, Historic Tyler on Tour. I want to keep that on everybody's radar because that's uh, the big thing you do every year. But let's get a little bit of background here. First of all, uh, just the importance of historic preservation. Now, you work with local government. I know you uh, have been to countless city council meetings over the years, and you work with their historic preservation board. But the importance of preserving these structures and properties as you see it it just has so much to do with the flavor the quality of life even tourism there's an economic development piece to what you do as well correct you know we tyler is a charming town and people don't come and visit tyler because of big box stores they come to visit tyler because like you said it's unique and there's charm that's you you know specifically unique to Tyler. And so um, I've kind of coined the phrase that historic Tyler preserves the charm that is Tyler. And once these old buildings and structures and sites are gone, you can't get them back. No, no. you can replicate them, you can't duplicate them. And so I think that's, you know, the importance. They're irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. They are. They are indeed. Ashley Washman, historic Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. How do you get in touch uh, if we've piqued your interest so far, which I hope and believe we have? <laughs> HistoricTyler.org. That's an easy website to remember. Lots of information on there and um, a couple of... Um, social media opportunities on that website as well, which you'll see if you go there. You're at 110 East Charnwood, close to downtown Tyler in the, um, that's the Charnwood district. It is. Correct? Yeah. We'll talk about some of those districts a little later in the show as well. If you want to call, it's 903-595-1960. Let's look at the past. Some of the projects that Historic Tyler has been responsible for over the years, and the first one that pops up on my little cheat sheet <laughs> The 1880 jail in downtown Tyler. I remember when that was um, uh, in the process of transition, and it's been a very interesting project. Tell us a little bit about that and where it is right now. Well, so at the time, um, it was threatened with demolition, the building mm -hmm. was, and Historic Tyler found out about it, and they actually purchased the building to save it from demolition. Right. And I think, you know, they held onto the building for a few years and found a buyer. It's um, Randall Gilbert's law office now. Mm -hmm. And it's my understanding that he is the one who restored the building. And mm -hmm. if you have a chance to drive by, it's beautiful. And it's designated. There's three or four designations out front. And there's little plaques that give some of the history of the building. And um, it's also my understanding that the jailer had his own personal residence in the jail. Wow. They don't do it like that anymore, no, do they? they sure don't. Yeah. It's a beautiful old building that we're lucky to have saved. I must say, from a personal standpoint, Randy Gilbert and I go back a good long ways and known him for a long time. And um, uh, I have been inside have you really? there, and it's quite a... Uh, a successful uh, project and holding up very, very nicely after all these years. And uh, I've driven by it a million times, too. It's an eye catcher. It, it is. once was the, the jail. Now it's a restored law office and really uh, very much a poster child for historic preservation in Tyler. But that's yes. only the beginning. We hear a lot about Oakwood Cemetery, the sonar and self-guided tours and the spirits of Oakwood. Uh, get us up to date on that, a little bit of background and um, how all of that works with Oakwood Cemetery. Well, Historic Tyler funded several project with, projects with Oakwood Cemetery. We funded three self-guided walking tours. So if you visit Oakwood, there's a kiosk with pamphlets and then there's markers on the graves. And um, 
you can guide yourself and it gives the history of the families and the actual headstones at that time they were of art form Mm -hmm. i mean they're handmade and they're beautiful and then another project with the oakwood cemetery is there's a section of the cemetery that um was i'm using quotations cleaned up years ago Mm -hmm. and what that means is there were grave markers and they weren't headstones like you and i would envision or imagine today they were would be piles of rocks or sticks that would mark a grave and they were cleaned up so no one knew currently no one knew where the graves were and Mm -hmm. so historic tyler helped fund ground penetrating sonar where they would ping the ground and they could identify where the graves are marked and so that's a huge project i think that benefits you know this, the community. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering where that is, that's on the edge of downtown Tyler. It it's at Palace and Oakwood Streets. Yes. And very easy to find. I would recommend visiting. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the original east entry of the Rose Garden, which, of course, is the poster child for people <laughs> yes. visiting Tyler, Texas. Tell mm-hmm. us what you had to do with all of that. So the Gertrude Windsor Garden Club approached Historic Tyler in that... Um, the brick entry needed repair. The, the bricks needed cleaning. We actually needed to repair some of the damaged brick. And so we partnered with the Gertrude Windsor, Windsor Garden Club to make those um, repairs. And after that happened, the um, Rose Garden was designated as a national hmm. um, on the National Register of Historic Places. So I think that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And just across the way, and this is exciting because mm-hmm. the entire uh, Rose Complex, yes. and I believe I'm using the right term, or at least very close to it, where yeah. Harvey Convention yes. Center is now, and we've talked a lot about this on the news, <laughs> yes. that whole um, complex is just un- about to undergo a complete renovation now mm-hmm. that the pandemic is finally fading away. Yes. And uh, right uh in that area, actually part of the East Texas State Fairgrounds, the Mayfair building. That building, I uh, remember covering a number of news stories there years ago, oh, and then you? it just kind of went into uh, disrepair. And mm-hmm. just uh, within the last two or three years, um, plans for revival of the Mayfair building have come up. Can mm-hmm. you get us up to date on that and what Historic Tyler's role was? Yes. So um, Historic Tyler helped a group of gentlemen who were – Um, fond of the Mayfair building, we helped them form a 501c3, Friends of the Mayfair. And their Mm -hmm. mission is to raise funds to preserve the Mayfair building. And so we've held a fundraiser there and we've done some PR for the Mayfair building. Um, And the interesting thing about the Mayfair building is that it has hosted several big name performers. Um, You know, Elvis, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton. There was um, a music house i guess in shreveport and so on the these musicians from shreveport to dallas would stop in tyler texas and perform and so it's not when you would drive by the mayfair you wouldn't i wouldn't picture it being this place where these big names would perform but it's so interesting you know you Mm -hmm. just never know the history of these old buildings and that's part of what i love about this job is you drive by a house and you never know what story it has to tell but there's a Mm -hmm. good story Mm mm-hmm uh, talking to Ashley Washman, Executive Director of Historic Tyler, I'm John Sims. You've joined us on In Focus, and thank you for doing so. The website for Historic Tyler is historictyler.org, and the number 903-595-1960. If you want to give them a call and just chat about anything we're talking about today or 
some of the things that are on that great website. Flooring repair at the old train depot yes. in downtown Tyler. I've, I watched that come from um, uh, basically an abandoned building to something that's a, a big draw for tourists and for locals as well. Um, uh, any details you have on that and um, the, the background of it? Again, any, anything you want to tell us about where that is right now? You know, I don't remember it being an abandoned building. I, my first introduction to that building is when my son was little. We visited that train museum almost mm-hmm. every weekend. Okay. <laughs> so it's been up and going longer than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the restoration of that, of the train depot, was around the same time as the Blackstone Building downtown and the Wadle Conley mm-hmm. Building. And interestingly enough, the Wadle Conley Building is on our tour this year, which I think that's significant that all those buildings were restored around the same time because it was a movement of historic preservation, which I think really had a significant impact to the our downtown area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know how important downtown is to the kind of work you do. We've uh, had many, many visits with the folks from Heart of Tyler Main Street, and they're yes. about a lot of the same things that you are, uh, focusing on the downtown area, of course. And the old Roberts School, Roberts Junior High, back many, many years ago, now New Days Community Church. That has re- that, that structure has really come back to life. It's beautiful. Have you t- driven by and you know just noticed the detail of that building? I am, you know, just with my position, Historic Tyler, I do try to update and give some history of our organization on social media. So I'm always driving around town taking pictures. I'm always afraid the police are going to be called on me but when i was taking photos of the um old roberts junior high it has beautiful detail and so historic tyler was um when before it was the new day community church there was a school that was housed in that building and they came to us and they asked us to repair the exterior light fixtures which are original and mm-hmm. so we did that and that was you know one of our projects a few years ago yeah, and it was the Juvenile Attention Center for a while. It's been through several lives, and now it seems very nicely well settled in as New Day's Community Church. We talked earlier about the historic districts in the community, and um, you've basically nominated six districts to become national historic districts. The most notable, the Azalea District and the Charnwood District, which have been in business uh, for a pretty good while now, and uh, the one where I actually live, the um, uh, the Brick Street District, yes. which is kind of on the northern edge of the Azalea District. Uh, let's talk about those a little, and also the one that you're working on, which kind of hit a few stumbling blocks, but apparently is up and going again, and that is that the huge Pollard Farm District. I, we, the last time we uh, uh, did a show on Historic Tyler, we talked about that, and I think you have some good news to share about that as well. I do. You know, one of the things that I was pretty astonished by when I started with Historic Tyler is that Historic Tyler is responsible for the designation of all of our town's historic districts. And I just cannot imagine the city of Tyler without our historic districts. Charnwood, which is where my office is located, that was our first historic district. And then Azalea, and then we have, you know, six districts, national historic districts to our credit. We have been working on the Pollard Farm District for about five years now. And what Mm -hmm. that entails is we hire an architectural historian who surveys the area, which I believe when Pollard Farm started, it was about 1,600 houses. And so then we take that information and we form it into a nomination, which we present to the Texas Historical Commission, Mm -hmm. and they approve it or they give, you know, some criteria that we need to go back and edit some things and then you know 
if they approve it, then it gets passed into a national historic district. And so our goal right now with Pollard Farm, we're going back and working through the edits that the Texas Historical Commission gave us. And our goal is to have it um, presented back to them for nomination um, January 2022. All righty so then. Up. So um, less than a year away if all goes smoothly. And that's just a huge area. Uh, tell us a little bit about the boundaries of that so folks will have an idea where that's located. Okay. It's um, Amherst. And then Old Troop Highway, and then the Loop. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is a large area. Mm -hmm. but and a lot of homes that are 50 years and older, which mm -hmm. is the uh, demarcation point yes. for historic designation. So a lot of homes in that very large area that uh, qualify for uh, the kind of work that you do and mm -hmm. can be historically preserved. Maybe at some point show up on the uh, historic Tyler on tour, which we'll talk about a little bit later <laughs> on in the show. Ashley Washman with Historic Tyler is our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Current projects, about the three of them that you want to talk about and we'll start with another big destination in downtown tyler the goodman house and museum you gave a grant to kickstart a fundraising campaign for the exterior restoration project on that little bit of detail where you are with it right now well the goodman legrand house and museum they are actually under the umbrella of the city of tyler mm -hmm. and there are extensive exterior um restoration work that needs to happen there's the shutters foundation there's just a lot of repair that needs to happen in order to maintain the integrity of that beautiful home and so they have um, a fundraising campaign that historic tyler was just honored to be able to kickstart and give the first donation to that campaign okay so that's just an ongoing project yes and more to come on they are in the process of fundraising for that project good deal we'll uh, have that on our radar and the revere house this uh kind of a uh, trying to make a lemonade out of lemons i guess mm -hmm. on this one on uh, unfortunately it was it, it was a historic home that uh, suffered extensive fire damage at mm -hmm. one point and uh, get us up to date on how historic tyler has been involved with that what you've been up to so years past historic tyler gave a grant for the revere house for part of the rest the exterior restoration and there the family, the homeowners painstakingly restored this home with love and care and it brought it back to just, you know, grandeur. It was just a very beautiful home. And unfortunately, after they finished their um, restoration of that home, a caught fire. The second story, there was a space heater that fell mm. over. It's my understanding. And that's how the fire mm. started. And the fire damage was so extensive and the house set in the elements without a roof for almost a decade. And so this homeowners came to the city and asked them to help with demolishing the house just for safety reasons and the city went through the historic preservation board the texas historical commission they went through all the right avenues and so as the last last ditch effort for historic preservation historic tyler worked with the city to delay the demolition date and we hired an architectural historian and he spent two days on site and just gathered you know, information on the actual structure. He talked to the homeowners, he gathered the history of the home. So now we have that documentation that actually saves the history of the home for future generations. Okay, would this be something that people can uh, look up at the Historical Society or that you would post on your website or how would that work? How it, would people access that? Okay, well, it is actually, we gave it to the archives at the Smith County Historical Society uh -huh. and there is a link to it on our website. Okay, great. 
Um, talking to Ashley Washman with Historic Tyler this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and what is an organization like Historic Tyler without a coffee table book? <laughs> well, you've gone without one Glad for too long, asked. but it's on the way. <laughs> Tell us about that. Um, you know, with the pandemic, I this summer, I all of our events, I mean, all of our fundraising are event-based. And then part of our mission is education, and that's also event-based. I'll go and I'll speak to different groups around town. When mm -hmm. all of that halted, I just brainstormed, like, how can we get our mission accomplished without being able to meet with people? And so we just started vetting the idea of a coffee table book. And to my understanding, it's never been done in Tyler. So we are in the process of creating a coffee table book that features the history um, 40 to 50 um, historic homes in Tyler, the history associated with those homes. I want to give information on um, historic preservation terms and just kind of give a comprehensive, beautiful, tangible, you know, resource to our community. And All so right. we're in the middle of photographing those homes and our goal date to get that done is you know, the next year or so. Okay, we'll be looking for it. And now to um, the big event coming up <laughs> later this month. It's uh, something I, I guess you had to put it on hold last year because of the pandemic, but now it's back. And this is Historic Tyler on Tour 2021 coming up later in May. Yes. I'll just go ahead and toss the ball to you. Tell <laughs> us what that is and what folks need to know about it and how they can just have a great fun and educational time. Okay, so normally this is the only chance you get to see the interior of some of these beautiful historic homes in Tyler. And normally our historic home tour is in conjunction with the Azalea Trails. Mm -hmm. And due to the pandemic this year, we had to push it back to the end of May. And what it consists of is we have five daytime tour homes. And so we have five gracious homeowners that have allowed us inside their home. We'll have a docent in each room that gives, that points out architectural significant features of the home that gives the history of the homeowners. And um, so it's a guided tour through the home, but it's a self-guided tour in the fact that there's not a specific order that you have to visit the homes. Right. And then on that, that is Saturday and Sunday. And on Friday, we have a showcase home. And this year it's the home of Delane and Bill Daniels. It's a home that's never been open to the public before. And we'll have a special candlelight tour of that home and then a garden party in the backyard and tickets to the candlelight home also that same ticket gets you access to the day tour home on saturday and sunday okay and as far as friday saturday and sunday we're talking about may 21st through 23rd that yes. friday being the may 21st that's the candlelight tour and garden party friday evening and then it continues uh may 22nd and may 23rd you can get all the information on the website historictyler.org and you can also uh, give them a call at 903-595-1960. Uh, didn't um, give the email address out earlier. That's historic at suddenlinkmail.com. And uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram are your two social media options. So plenty of opportunities to learn more about that. And um, again, showcasing mid-modern two Victorian homes yes. um, have to be 50 years or over, as we mentioned a minute ago. And you've had 205 houses on the tour since your first tour, which was in 1981. So they just keep piling up. Yeah. A lot of folks getting ready to get out and about, really mm -hmm. champing at the bit. So this is the kind of an event that's going to draw people from here in Tyler and from uh, outside the community as well, I would imagine. Yes, it's fascinating how far people come for the tour. It's 
pretty flattering. Mm-hmm. How can you get involved in Historic Tyler? If you're listening this morning, if you want to be a member, you can contact the office or go to historictyler.org. Let's just talk about uh, how people can become members and what membership entails. And uh, there's a lot of um, uh, wiggle room, as it were. You can really be a member in a number of different ways, right? Yes, you know, our membership, the membership dues help fund our preservation projects. Each year we pick several preservation projects. We mentioned them earlier, and that's in part funded by our membership dues. And our members, they get invited to social functions that we have. We have a good time with Historic Tyler. And there's also volunteer opportunities, anything from being a docent at the tour to you know, I have people come help me in the office. Just, we always have, what I love about Historic Tyler is it's ever evolving. It's always changing. There's always a new preservation project that comes across my desk. So I don't know what tomorrow holds, but mm-hmm. I know that we're going to be um, working hard to preserve um, the charm that is Tyler. Okay. And you can be as active as you want. Yes. You may be a member to show your endorsement for preservation. Over 400 members. Memberships range from Forty to a thousand dollars, maybe yes. if we a thousand—that's a pretty penny, right there. There's amenities, different amenities that are attached to each yeah. membership level. Yeah, and uh, we won't go into all of that in a lot of detail, but um, you can find out more again on the website at storytyler.org or call nine zero three five nine five nineteen sixty. Your office is at one ten East Charnwood in the Charnwood yes. Historic District, and do you have uh, hours where people can drop by and visit, or are you out and about too much to where you just really recommend that people call you first, or how's that work? Well, I am I am Historic Tyler. I'm the only employee. And so mm-hmm. I do hold regular office hours. My day starts from 8 and ends technically at 4. But, you know, I'm here today doing a radio interview, so I'm not at the office. So uh-huh. I, a phone call might be nice. I might not be there if you stop by, but we welcome visitors. We have tons of resources and um, history documents at the office, and I would love to just visit and kind of give you an update on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it is in a beautiful part of town, again, very close to where I live in the um, Brick Street District, and uh, just sometimes walking through the neighborhood, walking by and looking at the building, mm-hmm. I kind of just get a good feeling from doing that, just uh, in case anybody wants to go that route. Uh, your members give you a voice for advocacy and membership dues help fund your preservation projects, which is really what yes. a lot of it all comes down to. Turns out we got... Um, a couple of minutes left in the show, and I um, wanted to mention quickly here uh, the 2020 Preservation Award. This is an award you give out every year. Let's talk a little bit about uh, a couple of old Tylerites who actually live out of town now, but they were your 2020 Preservation Award recipients, and not without good reason. Well, Faith Harders and Alan Harders, they grew up in Tyler, Texas, and Alan lives in Fort Worth, and Faith lives in Kentucky now. Mm-hmm. But they have been some of our biggest supporters, yet they don't live in town. And we felt like this was the perfect year to honor the Harders. You know, normally we have an annual meeting where we present, we surprise the recipient of our preservation award with a plaque at the meeting. But um, knowing that we couldn't get them in town for the meeting, this was the perfect year to honor them. They have been huge supporters, not only financially, but um, they have been huge supporters of our coffee table book, giving advice. There's um, come in every year for the tour. Um, they're coming in for the candlelight party this year. I'm excited right. to see them. And so, you know, they have a heart for Tyler and they also, their specific interest in their lives with the towns they live in involve historic preservation. So not just with historic Tyler, but 
preserva- historic preservation as a whole. They're just big advocates. Mm-hmm. I see on the website, Faith lives in a house in Kentucky that was built in 1835. So that says it all right there. They grew up on Dennis Drive, which is within the boundaries of the ongoing Pollard yes. nomination. So um, small world, isn't it? And of course, we're going to continue to be interested in how you uh, proceed with that project. Um, kind of getting close to the end of the show, but uh, let me just kind of go over a few things. Um, historic Tyler, Ashley Washman, Executive Director, our guest this morning on In Focus. Uh, HistoricTyler.org is the website. And let's just kind of, again, Ashley, if you would repeat for us the basics, um, time frame, and uh, maybe some prices. With regard to Historic Tyler on tour, we certainly want to help you pump that up. So, yes, uh, May 21st, that's Friday, May 21st, is our candlelight party. The party starts at 7 um, and ends at 1030. Tickets are $100 for members, $125 for non-members, and $135 at the door. That also, that ticket price includes the daytime tour tickets. Our daytime tour features five historic homes ranging from mid-century modern all the way to an historic industrial building that is saturday may 22nd um, from 10 a.m to 5 p.m sunday may 23rd from 1 p.m to 5 p.m tickets for that are 15 dollars for members and 25 dollars for non-members you can buy tickets through our website you can come by the office or you can buy daytime tour tickets at the door at each house on tour will sell tickets and so that's where you'll start your tour all righty that's a story tyler on tour coming up may 21st through 23rd and you can always join for anything from 40 to a thousand dollars depending on how many amenities you want and how much you happen to have in your pocket that day <laughs> and uh, just so much going on um historic tyler uh, once again, 110 East Charnwood, 903-595-1960, and it's historytyler.org if you want to check them out on the web. Ashley Washman with Historic Tyler has been our guest this morning. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us and getting us up to date. It's actually been a little too long. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet. Ashley Washman, Historic Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. As always, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus.